National media continues to exaggerate and promote misleading negative headlines designed to diminish the rule of law and those whose job it is to enforce it. Law Matters gives law enforcement a voice to hear their up-to-date concerns so we can keep our families safe. Remember, the only people who want to defund the police and dismantle these agencies are the criminals. Please remember to thank a cop. Now let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. In the studio, we have Brooke from the FBI. But before we get to her, we're going to talk with Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels because you've got a lot going on down there. What's going on? Well, good morning, Sherry. Thank you for having me on again. And uh, obviously we've been dealing, and you've been on your show numerous times, sharing the stories and experiences with you from state, local, and federal law enforcement addressing a border that deals with public safety and national security challenges. And, and we see the humanitarian side of it, too. But this week, CBP, and I say lack of wisdom, based on their their infrastructure fracture because they're so over capacity uh, with people coming across the border have done street releases now, which means they call them safe street releases. I, I call it ridiculous where they're releasing people expedited uh, that come across the border in my County and then release them into the community. And so they'll sit around and these people aren't even coming across our border in Cochise County. They're coming across other parts of the border, blessed to Cochise County, taking my border patrol off the line, off the enforcement side of it. And in the processing, open up on our border again. So we've had over, in the last three days, 309 people released in Cochise County. Uh, children, kids, I mean, you name it. Heard a story yesterday where the cartel split the mom and dad up. Mom didn't come across the border. Only the dad and kids did. I mean, just their story after story. Uh, we stopped the car there and I had a 12-year-old stuffed inside the uh, front compassionate part, uh, unknown to anybody in the car, this 12-year-old. Just I can go on and on with the stories on this border, but these three releases are bad, Sherry. Why do they keep, you're not a sanctuary county. You don't have a sanctuary city down there, do you? No, and I don't think it has anything to do with sanctuary. I think it's, this is something we've seen over, and I keep saying this, this intellectual avoidance and abandonment with intended consequences. This is the intended consequences. We have opened up our border. We have turned our back on America, not just Cochise County, but America. I heard yesterday, again, this is what I've heard, that they shut the cargo ports down in El Paso, one of the biggest ports in the country, shut that down uh, so they can allow uh, expedited processing for those coming across the border. So our cargo, our product is being stopped. I've heard they shut some of the ports down by Yuma, uh, talking to the sheriff over there. Bottom line is, our priority is letting people in this country right now at the expense of anything, shutting public safety, national security, uh, and now our product. And the system is so broken. I don't understand why they don't. And I've said this too so many times. Shut the border, fix the system first, and then process people. But have a system in place. They don't have a system in place. It makes no sense. And they're not doing anybody any favors. And you're right on that. But I keep thinking this, you know, I would have said that a year and a half, two years ago, over two years ago, that it's just uh, just non-organized, no strategic plan. But right now I would debate back that this is very much a strategic plan for Washington, D.C., uh, to open the border. you got to figure Congressman Siscomonte, our two U.S. senators, our governor, uh, sheriffs, we have reached out to Secretary Mayorkas in the White House saying this has to stop. You can't leave kids and moms. Uh, on a curve with no money, no resources, no basic essentials, and say, hey, good luck. A bus will come hopefully later today, maybe five. I mean, this is how crazy it's become. 
and and say it's okay. But they, as long as they got their comfort, their avoidance, they're going to keep doing what they do, and that is keep this border open. Well, we do have the most asinine immigration system on the globe. I swear, it's we, just like we, sure you're right, and and we're allowing that to happen right now in our country, and. Uh, and, and everybody's setting aside. They're trying to put the humanitarian side of this and saying, oh, these poor people. And I respect. I, I do. I, I'm stepping up for the people that are being inhumanely treated. Who drops people off in rural counties without basic essentials? Yeah. No water, nothing. Nothing. It's just insane to me. And and we're okay with it. I mean, this is not a political issue. Where's the Democrats not complaining on this? They should be all over this. They should be all over this. I mean, everybody's like, well, I'm, I had some of the Republicans say, Sheriff, I – you know, they shouldn't be in our country. Uh, they came across the border illegally. I don't disagree with any of that, but I'm not going to neglect human beings either. And that's yeah. the other thing. We have a responsibility to address public safety, national security. You got an FBI on the show today with you. I mean, that's what they do. And, and then that's what we do. And then you look at the humanitarian side of this. I mean, we start neglecting ourselves on human beings, but the process, like you said, Sherry, is broke, it's fractured. And as long as we continue to avoid it, it's only going to get worse. The tragedies will force multiply, and our country is going to change. Put me on that committee. I'll get it fixed. I'm a Virgo. I can make it happen. <laughs> I know you could. That's why you have this right yourself. <laughs> I agree with you. So, well, I hope things get better, and people need to write to their, their representatives and let them know that this is inhumane for not just the people in America, but the people that are coming across the the immigrants who are coming across this is not fair to them either so well i agree i agree with that too i mean uh, they all need to be standing up and for right now as every day goes by another tragedy's built and i mean the violence the stuff we're seeing and it's just incredible to me on all this all levels and and sheriffs and myself will will continue to be loud on this until we get back to some normalcy in this country Oh, I appreciate that. And thank you for calling in. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us this morning. All right, Sherry. Thanks for what you do. Thanks to your viewers. Take care, everybody. Have a safe weekend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, last week we were supposed to have Bill Mormon on the show. He is uh, Derek Shaven's appeals attorney, and he ruptured a disc, so he wasn't on the show. And I apologize. Once he's feeling a little bit better, we will get back to uh, that topic. But right now, we have Brooke Brennan, PIO for the FBI, in the studio, and we're going to tell you about a great opportunity, and I think everybody should be interested in this. Let's talk about the Citizens Academy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I want to start. Thank you for having us on today, Sherry. Um, you know, n- no one ever knows that we we do have an office here in Tucson. We're right yeah. down the street, and uh, you know, you can come say hi to us anytime. Uh, but you've probably actually run into a couple people from the FBI while you're out and about. So I just want to, you know, pitch that we are here and we're active and we love Tucson. Um, yeah, so the Citizens Academy, it's a great outreach program. If you're interested in the FBI, I want to learn a little bit more about what we do, who we are, what we investigate. Uh, I know you were an alumni as well, Sherry. Um, <clears throat> That's what started this program. <laughs> but so it's an eight-week program it's once a week for eight weeks and you come to our office and you learn all about us and the violations we've um you know work and what we're doing to stop and fight crime in our communities and throughout the state and um you know you finish it up with a fun day at the range so you know are they going to do quantico 
I'm not sure. Quantico is back open, but they're a little bit back, backlogged um, due to COVID. Uh, you know, the last couple classes haven't had the opportunity to go. So they're a little bit backlogged on that. Um, but hopefully, eventually, you do get to go. It's <laughs> One just of these a matter days. of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, the trip to Quantico was pretty amazing, too. And if you haven't experienced, you know, I always say this, when you're sitting on your sofa and you're, you know, bitching and moaning, <laughs> about what's going on, you have no idea, especially Border Patrol. They have a Citizens Academy, too. I don't know when it is. But, you know, you need to put yourself in their shoes for a little bit to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And this is a great opportunity. I mean, there's so many topics that they cover. Yes. I mean, not everyone knows, too, what does the FBI actually investigate? You know, we're not out there like TPD investigating murders or regular you know assaults um you know we investigate all the federal crimes which includes cyber crime you know obviously terrorism uh public corruption uh we investigate all the crimes on indian country because those are federally recognized um tribes and it's just a really great program to learn what the fbi does and you get to meet some of us who live here and our kids go to school here you know yeah. and you get to kind of connect with these people who work with work with you essentially in tucson every single day and i think they don't think about the fbi being here and having an office here because you don't see cars going around say fbi on the side they they kind of sneak up on you (laughs) yeah we generally don't wear our big fbi uh, shirts out either right um no but this program's great we usually run it uh it's usually march through april ish february through april ish down here in tucson uh, we accept about 25 to 30 students every year, try to. And really, anyone can apply. You can self-nominate. You have to be nominated. Um, it doesn't matter. You just have to be over the age of 21 and live in the area, really, and be able to pass a basic background check. I was going to say, <laughs> if your your photo is hanging in a post office, you might reconsider that nomination <laughs> process. Yes, yes. we. Uh, you do have to pass the basic background stuff. You know, you are coming into our building, so that's... Standard the, protocol and, for that. And there are some rules. You can't bring your phone in. You you know, there are things you just bring your ID with you. Yes. Once you get accepted, of course. And it's it's every, I think we do it Wednesday nights down here in Tucson. Wednesday nights, um, end of February through April. You can't bring your phone in. But however, we do provide dinner. So you're not starving. That's right. <laughs> you go straight over there. It's like, what, 530, 6 o'clock, something yeah, like that. Yeah, arrive at 530, class usually starts at 6. And there's always sandwiches or tacos or something to eat. They feed you. <laughs> and it's free. Everything yes. is free. Well, yes. Yes, it's a great program. We've had, you know, tons of people come through. And this isn't just in Tucson. You know, we have it in Phoenix. So if you have listeners up north as well, we do have a Citizens Academy that runs at the same time in Tucson, Phoenix, and we also have a class in Flagstaff. Um, so we we are pretty well spread out throughout the state. So wherever you're listening from, uh, you know, apply. Applications or nominations are going to open up here mid to end of October. So we'll make sure to put those up on our Twitter pages and, you know, get that out to the public. So if it is something you're interested in, definitely, you know, self-nominate yourself. We'd love to, we'd love to come and meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I'm wonderful. Have me in your <laughs> class. Okay. Let's talk. Have you been to Quantico? I have not. I was hired for the FBI. About, I've been there a little over three years now. Mm-hmm. And so I was hired 
June 2020. Oh, you missed everything. was a couple months after COVID started <laughs> happening. So um, unfortunately, I have not been to Quantico. Um, I just recently went back to headquarters for a week back in April, but that was really my first trip back. So That's you've, awesome. you've, you've been to Quantico more times than mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> So tell me, what are, what are you doing? What's the FBI doing now? I mean, they get involved with, I know they had a big, you know, news media thing. They had a big arrest. Yeah, so we had, I don't know, uh, you know, we had Operation Clean House. It was back, uh, ran through from July 18th through July 28th. So it was about a two-week operation. Multiple agencies came together, helped us out. FBI, Pima County Sheriff's Department, Tucson PD, U.S. Marshals, you know, a bunch of other the local agencies came and helped us out. And it's a fugitive apprehension program. So we went around and tried to find all the felony warrants throughout Pima County and get get those guys and gals back locked back up again. And um, we ended up arresting 88 fugitives, four wow. of which were homicide suspects. So that's a pretty big win. And um, yeah, seized over 9,000 fentanyl pills and 10 firearms throughout the Throughout the two-week process, which is pretty significant for two weeks, 88 arrests. So Yeah, that is. And took some really bad people off off the streets. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I I had been watching what was going on in, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And I have to hats off to those people for what they did capturing that murder suspect. He's a little guy who's like barely five feet and he's a scrawny little guy. He could hide. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Slippery little dude, but we want to thank them. Yes, absolutely. Especially to the Marshal Service, to everyone who got that guy Everybody, captured. and that's, that's one of the things that I really want to point out. There were so many different agencies involved with that. And people were flown in from other areas who really, you know, knew what they were doing and they're trained in this area and they made that arrest. They got that guy off the streets. Thank God. And thank you to all those brave men and women. <laughs> but this is part of what the FBI is about. Yes. They work with all the agencies. Partnerships are key. You know, we can't do our mission and protect the people of the United States and support the uphold the Constitution without having strong partnerships within our local, state, federal, and tribal communities. It's absolutely key to getting bad guys and gals off the streets and keeping, you know, Tucson and all of our communities safe. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you do the different, they have different territories. Like? Like topics. Let's do the different... Different crimes, yeah. Exactly. So... What all do you, does the FBI cover? Oh, I know man. it's cyber. I know they do terrorism. Yeah, what don't we cover, right? It, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, no, we, I mean, any any federal violation, you know, obviously fentanyl is a huge, huge problem right now. We work with our DEA partners every day to help, you know, fight that epidemic and fentanyl, Indian country, terrorism, cyber crime, fraud, um, you know, sextortion, uh, public corruption. Obviously, I think I said terrorism. That's, you know, the FBI's that's main huge. priority. Huge. Um, but, yeah, those are some of our key ones. And just violent crime. You know, bank robberies are federal 
institutions. So we investigate bank robberies. Um, yeah, we're 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 busy. <laughs> when I first moved here, I, I tell you this: when I first moved here, I'm from Chicago. I live downtown Chicago. When I first moved down here, it was to Sierra Vista, and I had to go to town. And, and at that time, they still had like dirt roads. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up in front of the bank, and this guy pulled up on his horse in front of the bank. <laughs> nice. I mean, you know, he's a cowboy, and he had a gun on his hip, and he walked into the bank, and I thought, oh, my God, if this was Chicago, you'd be dead on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just, I had to tell everybody, you know, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. <laughs> I pulls up on his horse. But yeah, that's, that's something that, you know, you have to get used to these little changes, <laughs> you know. I've, Which we do have an office in Sierra Vista as well, so. I know. <laughs> I never saw it. Where is it? Or is Ooh, it a I'm secret? Not, no, no, no. And uh, <laughs> that's another thing, you know, we are, we are not as secretive as everybody, the, thinks. everybody thinks, right? Um, if you Google Maps, you know, FBI and Tucson will pop right up. So, uh, you know, our number's there. We want you to call us and tell us and, if you've and been frauded. And Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably can't help. I'm not an investigator, so I can't help you, but... Um, but you know we're we're around, and you can when you're down in Sierra Vista, we have satellite offices everywhere. So obviously our main office is in Phoenix. Um, however, Tucson is a pretty large. Uh, we call them resident agencies. Uh, so we have Tucson, Yuma, Sierra Vista, Flagstaff, Lake Havasu, Pine Top, and Gallup. We split the Gallup RA they resident all, agency with New Mexico. They all have offices. Yep, those are where all of our offices are. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're around. Just come say hi. Are you missing Steve? <laughs> yeah, of Patterson, of course. He's over at the U of A now. The U of A now. Oh, He's yes. making sure everybody over there is fixed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yes. And to fix that place. Make it secure. But, yeah, he's doing an amazing job over mm-hmm. there. But, yeah, it's kind of different having a new boss every time somebody leaves. You're there, <laughs> but yeah. they come and go. Yes. Well, and again, I mean, like I said, I've been with the Bureau for a little over three years now. So um, generally, you know, our bosses are either trying to move up or trying to get where they want to be. But get transferred um, out. Yes, yes. But um, we have uh, ASAC, sorry, Assistant Special Agent in Charge. We like our acronyms <laughs> at the FBI, so I apologize. <laughs> um, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Myron Bird, now mm-hmm. in Tucson. And he's been here since, I believe, February-ish. Um, so Yeah, I met him when he first got here. He told he told a great story. I'm not going to tell that story. <laughs> but I, I was just, my, my question to him afterwards was, and what did your wife say when she found out what you did? <laughs> <laughs> That's always the winning question, right? Um, yeah, so he's been here since about February. Um, you know, hopefully we have him here for a while. And then obviously Special Agent in Charge, Akil Davis, up in Phoenix, um, he got here about October of last year, I believe. So, um, And he's been on the show. Yes, yes. So if you don't know how the FBI is kind of structured, uh, you know, the special agent in charge is up in Phoenix, and he kind of oversees all the FBI in Arizona. And then you have a couple assistant special agent in charges who, you know, cover their own specific territories. And since Tucson is such a large office, we do have a assistant special agent in charge or ASAC down in Tucson. Um, and then we have a couple others back up in Phoenix and then they all, all the ASACs are then in charge of, <laughs> you know, multiple supervisory special agents who run the squads. So how many times do they have to drive up to Phoenix? 
Uh, I mean, you're thinking, you know, okay, your boss is up there. He's not coming down. Does he come down here? Yeah, he comes down. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, you know, every now and then. or Surprise, meetings. I'm here. <laughs> Sometimes he does poke his head into my office, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing? Um, but, you know, it, it really kind of depends on the position, on how often you're up there. Um, I try and go up there once a month maybe of course i was up there twice last week but um for different things covering for my counterpart who was on vacation and um usually the special agents in tucson stay in tucson and work the cases here right um occasionally when another agency and another you know aor needs a help area of responsibility apologies uh needs some (laughs) help uh we'll you know we'll head up and help them too and like if there's a major operation going on like we had operation cross country right we had bodies from some other field offices i believe we had some people from la and vegas coming to help because we were trying to arrest so many of these fugitives here so it was such a big operation so there is some travel involved but usually tucson bodies stay you know stay in tucson to be with the community (laughs) i know the fbi has the largest swat team I mean, possibly. That's, yeah. that's a stat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have they have an amazing SWAT team, and they don't just sit in one spot. If something's happening, like what happened in Philadelphia, yes, they would be going there. What you know, what happened up in Oregon, they would be going there. Yes, yes. Um, I believe a couple a year and a half ago, actually, down in Tucson, we had a big gang takedown. I'm sure yeah. you all remember um, yeah. where we, you know, took multiple people into custody on the same day and so we needed multiple SWAT teams to come and help us out so we can kind of you know hit everybody at the same same time time. um and so you know yes we had SWAT teams from Vegas and from Los Angeles and a couple other field offices come in to help and I think that's what really makes the FBI stand out a little bit is that we do have those additional resources that can come and help and you know, assist in these big operations and it was just a force multiplier for everyone. And of course with our local partners as well, we're always always willing to help. <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm from the government. I'm yes. here to help. <laughs> exactly. You don't see these people that often. I can tell you, um several months ago I was sitting at Trident on what is it, Speedway. Mm-hmm. And I looked out the window and there it goes DEA SWAT team. I mean, there was like three or four different vehicles. And I'm like, that's something you don't see every day. Yeah. You don't see them doing their job. Yeah. And I didn't know where they went or what they were doing, but it was pretty impressive. <laughs> yes. So armored vehicles going down the road. Yes, yes. Luckily, our cars are unmarked, so we, we hide in plain sight. Often. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you sneak up on them in a Honda Civic. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a few. Nomatters1030.org is a nonprofit that needs your support in El Tour de Tucson, either by riding a bike or walking in the 5K. To support us while we support law enforcement, please go to lawmatters1030.org support page to sign up. We'll see you there. Law Matters is hosting their second annual Nominate Your Favorite Veteran for a Day of Recognition contest. 
In 150 words or less, tell us your veteran story and send it to info at lawmatters1030.org by September 30th. Our winner will be contacted October 10th. Be an honored guest at the Veterans Parade, receive a gift basket, and be interviewed on the Law Matters radio show. We look forward to hearing your story. The FBI is expanding its Victim Services Response Team, a specially trained group that deploys to mass casualty and terrorism events to assist victims. Assistant Director of the Victim Services Division, Catherine Terman, says while most of the members are victim specialists who provide emotional and crisis intervention needs, the team has become multidisciplinary. So we have victim services providers, but we also added agents and analysts and experts in evidence recovery. So we have a much more robust team. We've got over 70 people. We probably need to expand again. FBI employees go through a rigorous selection process to become members of the Victim Services Response Team and serve a three-year term. Two crisis response canines, Wally and Gio, who are trained to provide victim support, are also part of the team. In addition to immediate assistance, the FBI also provides long-term support to victims and their families. The Victim Services Response Team has deployed to nearly every mass casualty and terrorism incident since it was created in 2005. I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau with FBI This Week. LawMatters1030.org is a nonprofit that needs your support in El Tour de Tucson, either by riding a bike or walking in the 5K. To support us while we support law enforcement, please go to LawMatters1030.org support page to sign up. We'll see you there. Thanks for staying with us. Our guest today in studio is Brooke Brennan, PIO for the FBI. And there's there's those acronyms. <laughs> And let's talk about, you know, I know the FBI does a lot of community outreach, and I don't think they get credit. I don't think law enforcement gets credit for anything they do. Even the the bus they did in um, Philadelphia, people were online going, it was inhumane of them to take photographs after the arrest. And I'm like, you know what? I think it was inhumane to be murdering your girlfriend and especially in front of her kids, or is that just poor manners? I, I get confused. <laughs> So let's talk about what the FBI does in the community because it's a lot. Yes, absolutely. So part of my duties out uh, down here in Tucson is also, you know, to get out there in the community, talk to students, talk to people, and, you know, let them know that we are here and uh, we're ready to help however we can, right? Um, So along with our Citizens Academy, which is our eight-week program, I encourage you all to apply. (laughs) <laughs> um, is uh, we have our we have a teen academy which runs once a year during the summer it's one day and we invite high schoolers to come and come to our office and you get to do a little hands-on evidence stuff you get to solve a case a mock case unfortunately we can't give you real cases <laughs> um you know help solve a mock case and really learn what the fbi is and how if this is a career they want to do you know, this it's it's achievable. I never thought in a million years I would be working for the FBI. It was a dream, but, you know, my and dream came true. Are. So, um, you know, our Teen Academy is a great program. We usually hold it in June every year, and that's also, again, held in Phoenix and Tucson. And then, um, you know, we... I mean, I've gone to so many high schools lately <laughs> and colleges. Um, and I, you know, I usually take a special agent or someone with me who the kids, For really, protection. Wa- the kids really want to hear from them, you know, yeah. they don't want to hear from me. Um, so we go to high schools, talk to students, you know, just about the FBI and tell them everything that we really actually do. You know, no one ever, we're not criminal minds. 
unfortunately, we don't solve cases in an hour, um, or just right before the victims. Oh, yeah, about that's to that die. show you used to watch. <laughs> I love Criminal Minds, um, <laughs> and so uh, you know, kind of tell them a little bit about ourselves. A couple things that we have coming up where we will be out in the community is you know we'll be at Oral Valley National Night Out on. October 27th. So if you want to come hang out with us. And Is it Friday or Saturday? That's a Friday. Um, and then I believe we're all, you know, a couple trunk or treats. Uh, we don't necessarily do the coffee with the cop thing, but um, we are out there and, you know, at these national you could night You be having coffee with the cop. You just don't know it. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Um, you know, so we are out there and uh, I know uh, Tucson Fire held their first public safety day last April. And, you know, we were out there with them, had a fun activity for the kids. So really, it's just a matter of, you know, coming to these things and meeting us and saying hi. And there's usually about three of us out there per event. So, uh, yeah, you'll see us out there all the time. And And we love doing that. They're hiring. Oh, absolutely. We are always hiring. Um, I'll just say, too, community outreach is part of some of our agents' favorite things to do, right? Because they're out there and they're just talking to the people that, you know, they're trying to protect every day. And, you know, you can ask a special agent, what's your favorite part of the job? And I, half of them will say, you know, it's, it's going to the high schools and talking to the students, you yeah, know, and exactly. dispelling some of these myths that they see on the TV shows <laughs> and the movies. <laughs> they're influenced um, by. So, you know, that, that's very important to us. And I know it's very important to our leadership and our executive management at the FBI is, is really, you know, just, getting out there and talking to people and everyone really likes that um so i apologize i forgot what your last question was (laughs) (laughs) oh we're hiring yeah we're hiring yes the fbi is always hiring and i don't think people know all the different jobs that we have you know there's or that you don't have to have a degree in criminology or you know you can have a plumber's degree and they're going to go oh well if you fit the bill come on over yes they yes need everybody we had a prof- we have professional dancers executive chefs i want to hear know? about this professional <laughs> dancer thing i'll have her on next time no um <laughs> and so yes abs- that is absolutely correct you do not have to have a degree in uh, criminal justice. Go to school if you're interested in joining the FBI. Go to school and get a degree in something you're interested in. Yes. You know, the FBI needs diversity and we need people who think differently. And um, I think that's one of the key takeaways. I'll also say, too, that, you know, the FBI isn't just special agents. Uh, we have about the FBI as a whole has about 34,000 employees and about 14,000 of those are special agents. So there is way more professional staff than there are special agents in the FBI. Yeah, when I went to Quantico, I met a whole fleet of more people who were doing things on the backside. You're scientists, you're evidence technicians, you're, and they need people. I mean, people who worked in in um, biology or what's it called when you forensics? No, plants. Botanist. There you go. <laughs> and, and how they translated that into solving a crime. It was, it was just so fascinating to to listen to everybody. And people had, you know, oh, I have an accounting degree, but now I'm doing this. I'm a special agent. It was like, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. So just on the professional staff side, which I am considered professional staff um, as a public affairs specialist, um, we have, you know, community outreach specialists. We have intelligence analysts 
Um, we have an intelligence analyst, at least one on every squad. You know, they need help too. Um, we'll say the Penelope Garcia of the squad, right, from Criminal Minds. Or <laughs> we have, uh, you know, victim specialists, which is <clears throat> super important. Uh, you know, victims have rights too, and our victim specialists make sure that a victim's rights are being seen and they can get to court and get all the help they need after they do fall victim to a federal crime. Uh, operational support technicians, we have one of those on every squad as well, and those just kind of help with the day-to-day, you know, caseload, ops, operations, and logistics. stuff like that. Yeah, logistics. Um, they'll also the people who will answer the phone if you call the FBI office. And um, ask for Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we have, obviously, recruiters and... Um, we have nurses. No one ever knows that that Medical. FBI has nurses. Um, not necessarily like EMTs, but you know, just to make sure that all of our agents and everyone's up to scuff because our agents do have to pass like health assessments, obviously. And so we have literally mechanics. Uh, you know, we have bureau cars, so say, we need I, mechanics to fix those bureau cars. That so. was one of the the things they took us into where the garage is, and they have all these different vehicles, yeah, yeah. and how they can change overnight. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't get a bureau car, so I still have to pay for my oil changes. But you know, <laughs> just pulling it. Uh, um, yeah, so we have mechanics, uh, literally evidence control technicians, like you mentioned. So they control, you know, they have the evidence and make sure it's safe and secure um but yeah i mean so many different so many different jobs so if you are interested in the fbi not even as a special agent their requirements are all the same <clears throat> for whatever position you want you need to have a four-year degree from an incredible from an accredited colleges a college i'm going to give a shout out to northern arizona university where i got my degree go jacks uh sorry i probably just got a lot of hate for not saying u of a down here but that's okay um so you need a four-year degree a couple years work experience and then um you know there's a bunch the background check and the background process and that could take a while yes um mine took about a year and a half yeah to go through i i remember i applied november 2018 and I, I, I said I started June 2020. So yeah. that's how long my background took. Um, but you well, know, they had to talk to all those people that knew you. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And you think they went to just my friends? No, they went to people who are just teachers. Acquaintances. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, Neighbors. it's a very thorough background check. So um, obviously, our drug policy as well, and be able to adhere to that. And you know, there's obviously can't be a have a felony crime to your name. So there are a couple things that are automatically Yeah, you don't want to go to the interview high. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, marijuana is legal statewide, I believe, but, but it's not, not legal federally. federally. <laughs> so um, keep that in mind. And um, yeah, so those are a couple of the you know requirements and disqual- automatic disqualifiers if you want to join the FBI. Obviously, the only additional step for agents is they need to pass a fit test. So You have to, yeah, they mm-hmm. have... And there's, if you want to know what that is, look it up online. Yes. They do have, it's published. This mm-hmm. is what you have to do physically. Yeah, we have a whole app. Um, so you can train like an FBI agent. It's a mile and a half run, a 300 meter sprint, as many push ups and as many sit ups as you can do. In, it's four things. Yeah. And you get five minutes in between each uh, event to, to recover. recover. Yeah, but only five <laughs> minutes, and then you got to go on to the next one. So wow, 
Yes. <laughs> That's pretty intense. And I want to add, too, um, you know, it's not just a pass it once and you're in. No. You, you, you got to pass it every year. If you if you drive around where their office is, you'll always see people out there jogging. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's a special agent. Even in 105 degree heat. Which, yes. You know, no thank you for me, but. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'd be running in place. Inside, fans blowing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing I want to comment on is if you're a member of the Citizens Academy, you can help get involved with this community outreach. Every year we put together... Um, shop with the cop little bags for christmas bags that law enforcement gives out and there's a lot of different things that as an alumni you get invited to and they have an alumni association something you really want to be a part of yes it's always better to be on the inside and know what's going on (laughs) than on the outside and wondering what's going on (laughs) so you know this is this is my tip Yes. Become yes. a become a member. <clears throat> Go through Citizens Academy and become a Citizens Academy alumni, especially down in Tucson. We you know, we love interacting with our Citizens Academy alumni and they help us a lot and you know, we try and help them when we can as well. And they do a lot of different events throughout the year. They'll have different speakers come in and talk and different tours you can go to do different things like at Davis Monthan or at the airport or it's just something that you don't do it and quit and it's over with unless that's the way you want it to be if you want to be involved there's an opportunity there to really keep learning yeah um we call it you know continuing education so we can go and talk about you know fraud what we're seeing you know what we're seeing in the office and just make sure that the public and community and our alumni are aware and getting that message helping us get that message out to the public what's going on what's the latest thing with scams these phone calls that people are getting or the romance scams are they still happening or oh my goodness every single day we have um people coming across our desk saying they've been scammed cases opening up whether that's you know through sextortion scams with a you know where a kid is fallen victim which i you know is horrible or if we have yeah you know an elder a member of our elderly community who's fallen victim to a romance scam or a tech support scam i mean i would say our um complex financial crime squad is very very busy with all the cases that they see uh i don't have the statistics on me but if you go to ic3.gov you can see how many arizonans fell victim to a cyber or fraud scam and um how much money Arizonans lost in a year. And it is staggering. It's yes. It's, and it's heartbreaking. You know, some people lose their retirement, their, retirement, their, yeah. their house, you know, and um, everything that they've worked for because they believe they're married to, or they're, they're talking to Zac Efron, right? <laughs> or someone. Yeah, um, it's so it really is heartbreaking. Some of these, some of these scams that we see come across our desk and they're, Every day they are nonstop, so that that's those are those are one of our key ones for sure. When you answer your phone, don't say hello right away, and avoid using the word yes. Yeah, don't say uh, this is Brooke. You know, yeah, don't, yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but you know, just pause, just pick it up and pause. And if you can tell that it's like a call center, there's nobody on the other end. Hang up. Yeah, usually I, I mean, I only answer the phone calls that I know. I think if it's important enough, they'll leave a message. 
Yeah. Right. Um, but they're not just coming from phone calls. You know, they're on emails, emails, dating apps, social media. I mean, video games. It's everywhere. You know, um, someone can become the target. As long as you're online, I feel like it's pretty much fair game for these scammers sometimes. It is fair game for them. And if you're not educated and, you know, keep your guard up, and that's sad to say you have to keep your guard up 24-7, 365. Yes. Because they're out there and they're coming up with newer and better ways of of screwing you. Yeah. Um, I'll say, too, uh, the FBI has a program. It's called Safe Online Surfing. Any parents out there, it's for... Students third to eighth grade, just go Google FBI SOS uh, for safe online surfing. We have fun little games and, uh, you know, like kind of like video games, only maybe not as advanced because it's on a computer, but fun little games where your kids and students can learn how to be safe online. You know, they learn maybe, you know, how to keep your personal identifying information to yourself, what you what's safe to post, what's not safe to post. How to, you know, validate some friend requests. Um, You know, it can even go over some, depending on what grade you're in, it could go over some cyberbullying stuff and plagiarism. It just teaches you and your kids how to be safe online and safe online etiquette. I want to listen to a parent explain to their child what plagiarism is. (laughs) (laughs) It's when you steal my words. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) How do I do that? Yeah, no, you you really need to, and that's a great program. Glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. You really need to train them from, if you're going to hand them a smartphone or a tablet, they need to do this first. Yes. And, that should and be again, their first activity. It's not just on the phones, you know. If your kids are big into video games, just people can chat with them. And, yeah. You know, those those games are all open to that. And even just a, a game on your phone, if you're playing, uh, you know, like solitaire or against someone on something on your phone they can reach out that way as well um so that's a program for kids and students that really helps but um unfortunately we don't have a program like that for our elderly community who i feel like we do see a lot of victims of the elderly community here in tucson especially with you know the snowbirds that come in and um and our you know community down in sierra vista is maybe a little older so we do see a lot of that um and my tip there is, you know, have someone check check your parents' checkbook every now and then. Look into their bank account. Make sure they're not giving money to someone they shouldn't. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to be able to notify the bank in a timely manner yes, if yes. something's going on. Absolutely. There are, and I know Law Matters will be doing classes. I don't know if we're going to do them monthly or every other month, but we're going to be doing classes. And we're going to cover a lot of these topics. Okay. And, you know, scams for seniors especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some scams with reverse mortgages that, you know, I'm a, I'm a loan officer, so I get this information right away. Right. So you need to be careful who you're dealing with with a reverse mortgage. And you want to make sure that it's a government-approved mortgage and not, you know, Guido in the back of the liquor store. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, we have... Um, at Christmas time, we we help put together packages that the officers give away. This is the Citizens Academy Shop again. Shop yes. And we have been asked to help when they do some training. They'll do reenactments. And this is something I don't think people realize. 
you know, you'll have bad actors all over the world and they'll do something maybe in Africa. Well, they'll take that scenario and they'll recreate it here to figure out how do we respond to this. And sometimes they'll ask the people from the Citizens Academy, hey, can you help us out? Be an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll go act, you know, active shooter. Yes. You know, we did that up at some schools in, in Phoenix and... We were laying all over the place, (laughs) and they had to get around us. (laughs) Yes, yes. We were behaving poorly, and they had to deal with it. Some fun role-playing involved sometimes. Exactly, (laughs) and, you know, it's it's an education for both parties. You know, we help them do their job, but we're learning, too. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want everybody to sign up for the Citizens Academy. It's a great opportunity. Yes, yes. Again, mid mid to end October those nominations will go up. Um, you can have someone na- nominate you who's been through the academy or works at the FBI. You probably know one of us, or <laughs> you can uh, you can self nominate. And as well. it depends on how you know them. I mean, if you've been arrested, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I know this agent. <laughs> yeah. So you want to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. So what else is going on with the FBI? What are we doing? Um, you know, it just. Protecting, <laughs> protecting, and serving one day at a time. We, you know, we're 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 out and about every day, and I really um, want to touch home with this fraud stuff. It's 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 out there, and like you said, these bad actors or scammers. We call them bad actors, scammers. Um, a lot of them are overseas, so oh, yeah. it makes it it does make it a little more difficult <clears throat> to catch them because they're overseas. However, we do have offices all throughout the the world right the fbi has offices that we work with all throughout the world and um we don't want um you to think that you didn't lose enough money to report it to us right twenty dollars is too much to lose to a scammer so report it to us maybe you gave three hundred dollars to someone well maybe this person has been getting three hundred dollars from a thousand other people right you're a breadcrumb and you can help us potentially find this criminal overseas or this bad actor overseas who could, you know. And if you don't want to call in, you know, you feel like you're, you're too embarrassed, you want to call in. IC3. IC3.gov. You can go and report it to us. Um, Just fill out the form. And that helps because if you have all these people who've been hit and scammed and taken advantage of, calling in that narrows the scope for the investigators and they go okay this is where this is coming from because you know you're you're helping it's like hearing a gunshot everybody calls in they can narrow down where that gunshot was shot from just by the callers who called in yes exactly i mean i was driving up to phoenix the other day and um we saw a car go off the road and it looked like we ran into a tree and we're like, oh my goodness, we got to call 911, right? So we called 911 and thankfully 911 said they've gotten tons of other calls. So, yeah, um, you know, to thanks get a for ton the community to calling in. You know, those are the things we want to make sure people are safe, even if we're just driving somewhere. Um, yeah, don't assume somebody else will call it in. Yes, don't assume and just, you know, do your part to keep people safe. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and good advice if you have elderly parents keep track of their finances yeah i mean you know we're not saying take you know take over their account and take their money but you know like uh (laughs) put it in my name i'll I'll watch it i'll watch for you (laughs) um 
No, just every now and then, if you see $500 going somewhere and you're like, what's this? Where's this going? Yeah. You know, ask a couple questions. Uh, we do work with a lot of banking institutions and hopefully, you know, they're they're the first line of defense, right? Especially when people don't believe that they're actually being scammed. But banks are the first line of defense. So and bankers are being trained now to really recognize, hey, this isn't, this isn't kosher. This isn't what's going on. You know, this yeah. is not your spending habit right we work with them to hopefully see those signs and so um really just talk have ask the tough questions and you know sometimes they may not want to tell you because they're embarrassed or even you know just lonely and this is a form of comfort for them um just and i get a lot of that you seniors who are lonely and they just want to talk yep yeah you know it's somebody to talk to let's let's talk yes and but don't meanwhile send money. yeah <laughs> meanwhile they're being that's, scammed that's my main thing if you've never met the person don't send them any money you worked hard for it and don't put your personal information online yes i mean people put oh here i am uh, herbie schwartz and my birth date is this day oh well how stupid was that right passwords <laughs> we use a lot of our personal information for passwords right our dog's name or something like that for our passwords and um you know, you're filling out these quizzes online that ask, "What's your dog's? What was your first dog's name? Or yeah. what was your first street address?" Right? <laughs> what what um, was your first car? Yeah, um, those are all kind of trigger points for scammers to cry, kind of try and break some of your passwords. So just be vigilant of that. And there's, I get this almost twice a day. You know, get paid to fill out surveys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be careful. You know, if any, your gut will tell you. Your gut tells you when something may be off. Something's a little strange. Yeah, just listen to that. Yeah, you don't know who you're working for. <laughs> so so how long have you been with the FBI and how long do you plan on staying? <laughs> I'm hopefully forever. <laughs> um, you know, I've been here again since June 2020, so yeah. a little over three years. And I love it. Um, yeah, anyone. I had my degree in journalism from Northern Arizona University and Spent a few years in the news business. Uh, before that, I was in Rapid City, South uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, Vegas, Portland, Oregon. Um, you know, and then we moved here about four and a half, five years ago. So um, it's definitely been a fun experience, and I, I love my job. So yeah, I love the FBI too. So if you want to apply, do it. <laughs> you never where, know. Where can they go to apply? FBIjobs.gov. Simple. Yes, fbijobs.gov, not .com, .gov. Um, I know right now, I believe the Bureau is looking, we're we're always looking for special agents, but make sure you're prepared with that fit test. Um, We are surprisingly losing a lot of people with the fit test. And um, I believe in Tucson or in Phoenix, we're looking for electronics technicians. Um, So if you're good with, you know, tech stuff... um, Go look at that. And then I believe we're also hiring some operational support technicians, which are OSTs. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, there's always jobs open. You know, agents don't necessarily get to come. If they apply to Phoenix, they don't necessarily get to come to Phoenix. But, um, you know, for most of these other jobs, they are area specific. specific. So, if yeah. So if you're a technician, electrician. Sure. Yeah. Plumber. Sure. I mean, yeah. If if you're good with tech stuff, yeah. And you can, okay, I'm going to be nominating somebody, and I don't <laughs> want you guys stealing them from me, okay? 
<laughs> we would never. They have to apply first, so they would be sealing them yeah, from themselves. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go talking them into it. <laughs> this, this is not cool. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't nominate him. <laughs> oh no, definitely nominate. Definitely nominate. <laughs> so yeah, we want everybody to be involved with that, and it's a great way to get involved with your community. Yes, we do so many good things. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people think of the FBI; they don't think good things. Just like all our law enforcement agencies, yes. they're awesome people, and we want to get involved with them. Yes, the good things, unfortunately, are harder for us to tell because the community doesn't see them, right? So. Yeah, they want to talk about <laughs> the bad stuff yes, the or bad things stuff. that they perceive as bad because they don't know the inside story. Right, right. And that's but, something that frustrates the heck out of me. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, you're criticizing. You have no clue what went on. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I... I am prejudiced, but that's because <laughs> I've been around a little bit. Thank you. And I know what's going on. Yeah. No, unfortunately, we can't t- tell too many of the good good stories because, I mean, we are the FBI, right? So <laughs> not everything can be public, but <laughs> I tell a story we do what we can. <laughs> about a special agent, and I'm not going to say which three-letter agency he worked for, okay. but he was on a stakeout, and as he was sitting there watching the scene, this mother duck and her ducklings were trying to cross a busy street. And he's like, oh, no, we can't make that happen. He jumps out of his car and he's directing traffic. Oh, my goodness. Ducks. And it was just like, you know, you've got a heart. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. We had an agent who, you know, I believe just unfortunately arrested one of the parents but the daughter's food was sitting in the truck and so we were like well let's go get this food to the daughter so she can still eat even though her parents so like you know we do those fun we're human too right and we have we have kids and we we're just we do what we can to humanize us a little bit (laughs) yeah that's part of it is people don't think of you as human (laughs) you know they think of you as dick tracy (laughs) so or donnie brasco (laughs) there there you go (laughs) so yeah we want everybody to sign up if you're being scammed or not even just a scam any kind of a crime you think is something's going on uh, domestic terrorism turn in your neighbors ic3.com gov yeah and if you want to learn more about what we investigate fbi dot fbi dot gov has all the crimes that we investigate even if you want to go learn a little bit more about some famous cases in history bonnie and clyde you know 9 yeah. 11 yeah we got a huge write-up on all of uh, a lot of our famous john dillinger um with his tucson connection um you know we have all these write-ups just go to fbi.gov you can learn so much and if you want to get involved with uh law matters we're looking to have a team of bikers. That sounds like Hell's Angels, doesn't it? <laughs> Bicyclists <laughs> in El Tour de Tucson. We've been talking about El Tour for like seven years, telling people be safe. They're out there. Watch what you're doing. But this time we're going to take part. So if you want to get involved and help us, go to lawmatters1030.org on our support page. Hit El Tour and it'll explain how to do it. And until next week, we may as well shop local and stay safe.
Riders1030.org is a nonprofit that needs your support in El Tour de Tucson, either by riding a bike or walking in the 5K. To support us while we support law enforcement, please go to lawmatters1030.org support page to sign up. We'll see you there.